I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, that perfectly placed spiral football, and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477. If you build it, he will I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Wednesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. It's a Tucker Family Beef Wednesday. I'm going to switch mine up a little bit, Jared. I don't really have a beef of the week. Okay. I have got something that pleases me greatly. And so instead of being kind of put out by something this week... (laughs) Okay. I've got something that I'm just, I mean, USA, USA. And it doesn't have anything to do with the World Baseball Classic, uh, although that was awesome. We're going to talk about it. Okay. Uh, at the end of the show, NCAA tournament talk. We'll kind of get start to get geared up for tomorrow. Sweet 16 action. I've got two, tri- two trivia questions that all kind of come around the same thing. You want me to ask them now? Uh, yeah, ask them now. I think the first, and then we'll let our listeners chime in. Chime in on the an on answer. the text There's line. No prize involved, just pride. No, but just just yeah. Prove to to us you're smart. There you go, or not. You know, whichever <laughs> way you want to go here with your answers. I now, was always that kid in school. I didn't care if it was right or wrong. I was trying. You're fired out like, your ah, answer. They're like wrong. Dang it. Okay. Are you you know? Do you ever watch like the the funny clips of Family Feud? Yeah, sometimes we'll, we'll well, Steve them. Harvey, especially when he's the host. Yeah. And were you the kid, like, when they're first of each round and they have, when he says <laughs> about three words and somebody buzzes and they have no idea what the question is? <laughs> I don't think I was that Does eager. Does anybody know? Answer. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, I know. I know. <laughs> I don't think I was that eager. Okay. But if I, like, I think I know that answer, I would raise my hand and. Okay. So the first yeah. one I think is going to be I, I, easier than the second. But it's it, it all kind of has to stem with something that happened. Um, what, yesterday? Or maybe the day before. All right. Can you tell me, question number one, who are the two coaches in NCAA basketball history, men's basketball history, to take three teams to a Final Four? Two coaches. Two coaches have taken three teams to a Final Four. That is question number one. Okay. Question number two. Can you tell me the one team, and I'm going to call this Power Six because in basketball, obviously the Big East is a power school, right? So question number two. Can you tell me the one team 
in Power Six basketball history to never win an NCAA tournament game. Ah, man, that there is was, one. Their answer was easy. Because there's a group of schools that have a long drought of winning a tournament game. One of those is topical because of the answer to the first question. They're in this list of like the four longest droughts. Okay, it's never won. No, no, no. There's just one that's never won one. One that's never won. There's an NCAA one that's never won an NCAA tournament game. game. There's one. There's one Power Six school that's never won one. But there's a, there's four on a list I saw that had these long droughts. You know, and like. One of them was like 2004, 2002, 99, and then never Wow. on the other. Wow. So who is the one team oh, that one's gonna be tough in the Power Six that has never won an NCAA tournament game? That's going to be tough. Those are your, that's your homework. Now, don't be looking it up. I mean, I guess you can, but I'm not looking see if anybody up. knows those questions. Get you uh, fired up for jonesing for Johnny's later on. There you go. Somebody wants to answer. There you go. So NCAA tournament, I want you to rank the 16 teams left. Hopefully you opened up your email before just now. Already done, buddy. Good. Uh, also, ratings are up. I'll tell you kind of some of that stuff, which, which goes against what I would think. But let's see what happens this week. I credit Lily off of AT&T commercials. We'll see what happens this okay. week with those ratings, though, because of, of what's missing in the, uh, in the, in the Sweet 16. Yeah, Na- I see name where brand you're going. Uh, Tucker Family Beef of the Week, as I mentioned, I've got actually a good one uh, instead of just you know hammering something. Thunder. Last night, awesome. Win the first game of that four-game road swing. Seventh out west. Look up. They're just a loss behind the Clips, who they'll play on Thursday. It'll be interesting to see who's on that on the floor that night um, on both sides. But we'll talk, well, we'll, I mean, with Shea poor, and poor, obviously Paul, Paul George. I pray for Paul George, my goodness. Uh, we saw Lou, Lou Dort's value, obviously, there toward the end. We also saw the shortcomings of Lou Dort throughout the game. Have you heard his nickname? No, I don't. No, it is awesome. It's one of the best nicknames. Like like nowadays, uh-huh. you know. Now it's like KD. Oh yeah, that's his initials. Well, yeah. A lot of people wanted. No, his his nickname is awesome. I'd never heard this till last night. I'll tell you what that is. Is Jalen Williams the rookie of the year? I don't. My question isn't is he going to win it. Oh, but I is see. he the rookie of the year? I see. And then did you see what Chet said? No. Oh, good. We're going to have a lot of fun with the Thunder stuff. Uh, World Baseball Classic right off the top of the show. Here's a question. This was the best event in professional baseball since. Okay. Answers are going to vary. Vary. I think so, too. Shohei Itani is open-ended. And then how can Major League Baseball capitalize off the momentum that was just created by this? And I, I put any chance they will because I don't think either one of us believes they'll do it. So that's kind of what we got on the show uh, today. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That's 225-9698. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. Uh, just a second. I'm sorry. That kind of threw me off. Uh, 225-9698. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple of ways to stay in touch with the show. One of those is to log on to kadsam.com. The other, download the app. The app's got it all. It's got uh, the Penny News. It's got radio. It's got Big Elk and Paragon TV. Oh, Sam is so close. 
You know what? I'm not looking at the text line right now because Sam I, got the team. I want to. Sam got one of the two coaches, but not the other. Two two five nine six nine eight. If you're going to be outside the listening area, stay in touch with with us there. Uh, Penny News is brand new on the website, thepennynews.com. Um, Big Elk and Paragon TV in there when we when we got stuff rolling at the high school sports, and then also the Skitty on Sports podcast, iTunes. Now, you feel are you comfortable? We can say iTunes again. Yeah. All right, iTunes I, subscribe gets and then it'll alert you. I saw it popped up on my phone. Did they all pop up at once? Didn't they? Mm-hmm. We had some kind of clog in the pipes. But also kadsam.com dot com as well. Uh, you can find the show if you miss it entirely. Hello, Jared. How are you this morning? Very well. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. I'm absolutely wonderful. Um, man, what a, what an exciting night it was last night. And to be able to say that, I, you, you know what? I, I hope. I mean, I hope Scott's listening, obviously, because we love Scotty G. But I'm almost embarrassed to say what I'm about to say with the battles we've had through the years of baseball versus soccer. Mm. You know what kind of made that event? The crowd yeah, reminded me of a soccer crowd. A little bit. The international feel, you could hear the... the Blowing the horns or the chance. If you think about it, I mean, I know soccer, there's always something happening. There's a constant movement. But, and they describe baseball as a slow game. Soccer can be described as a slow game, especially if you have scores that are like one to nil or two to one, right? And you hear those chants happening at soccer matches. Kind of had that same feeling last night. Yeah, I can see that. But it was fun. I feel like I need to open the text line. Is there comments about last night's games or the trivia questions? Uh, trivia questions. Oh. <clears throat> I'm not doing it because I don't want. I, I got all, my answers. And all I'm of waiting. them. All okay. So you've got you've got uh, Sam got the team and one of the two coaches. Dakota got one of the two coaches, but they combine them and they. Actually, no, that's not right. Wait a minute. Let me look back. Yeah, no, there's still one coach that that hasn't been named. They both got one of them. So, last night, or, or I guess just the all-encompassing of the event. Best event in pro baseball since what, in your opinion? Okay, because, you know, I like the sport. Um. I, I'll just go back to the last major event, which was the World Series. I don't care who's in the World Series. I watch it. That That's my answer. I know a lot of people say, oh, no, it's boring every year, da-da-da. But because I'm a purist and I like the game and the sport, that's that's what I'll go back to. Now, some might say until the, la- the, the previous uh, World Baseball Classic where U.S. won it, but I don't recall it being that dramatic. It wasn't. It wasn't. This is the this is the first time, in my opinion, that the World Baseball Classic has been on center stage of sports. Yeah, and, where it's made a dent. Right, it's it's valuable now. You're going to see other networks, and I don't know what the TV deals are, how they're worked out for it, but you're going to see other go, You know what? We want a piece of that pie. We want in on that. You know, so I don't know how long Fox has it. Fox should have put it on Big Fox last night, in my opinion, but. And others are going to say, you know, those novice fans go, well, that was the best thing since 98, the summer of 98, the race for the, the home run race. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Um, 
or when their respective team won a World Series, you know. But for me, because I I pay attention and I, you know, and I I get excited for October, and I like the accumulation of it being the World Series. That for me, uh, that was the best thing since. But I know answers will vary. Well, how about you? What was the best thing since when? The first Field of Dreams. Oh, that's a good one. Since the first one of those. Yeah, yeah, that's a real good one. Okay, uh, just a second. Repeat the question. Okay, we have two. Two trivia questions. One is, name me the two coaches that have taken three different teams to the Final Four. The second one is, what is the only Power Six school that's never won an NCAA tournament game? Those are the two trivia questions that we're looking for the answers. We're close to getting it all, but we haven't quite got there yet. Uh, for me, it was that it, it was that first Field of Dreams game because it, there was some novelty to it. But it also, you, you know, what was cool about last night? What's that? You got to see contrasting styles of baseball. You got to see the new age, which was the Americans trying to win the game by hitting home runs and striking out, or, or not completing fundamental plays in the game of baseball. Mm-hmm. Versus the Japanese team, who one had incredible pitching, but also they they played the game of baseball the way I wish it was still played and taught. Moving runners, bunting over, just more of the fundamental to it. Because I mean, you. The U.S. gets first and second, nobody out in the sixth inning, and nobody ever moves. Right. You know, and then, yeah. <clears throat> what, Schwarber hit the home run, Trey Turner walks, runner on first one out, down one in the in the top of the eighth. Riamuto, Riamuto swings at the first pitch, Mullins swings at, what, the second pitch? They don't even give the fastest guy outside of that the Japanese guy. The, but the fastest guy basically on the American, they don't even give Trey Turner a chance to steal second and be in sport and scoring position with one out. They don't even give him a chance. You know, first and second, I get it. It's Mike Trout at the plate. First and second. And he did go to the right side, but he just hit a little pop-up into right field. You know, the, the fundamentals of the game of baseball were so much more on display with the way the Japanese played versus the way, you know, it, it was just like new age versus old school in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. And old school won. Because at the end of the day, that old adage is still true in baseball. I don't care what you say. Great pitching beats great hitting. A majority of the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, what is Shohei Atani? Oh, he's a all-generational type player. That, was, that term was thrown around last night, right? Once-in-a-lifetime type player. Okay, there's. I'm not seeing because you're not seeing a guy that can go out there and produce at the plate, and then take the bump and do what he does, throwing 100 plus miles per hour, crazy, with a with a wide selection of pitches that he has in his arsenal. You know, who's who does that? Who's done? Who's the last time someone's done that? Oh, we're thinking lifetimes ago. Babe, Babe Ruth? Ruth, lifetimes ago. That's Otani. Okay, so last night. He hit a ball over 114 miles an hour at the plate. He threw one over 101 miles an hour. And you know what? People don't realize, and, and it, you kind of forget, it's easy to forget, that dude can fly. Yeah, he's fast. 
And he's bigger than a lot of the Japanese guys you've seen. Or he looks bigger, feels bigger. Otani is, to when I say what is Otani, to me Otani is the modern-day Babe Ruth. And here's what's crazy. Babe Ruth only did it two years way back then. He's already done it three. With no signs of slowing down. But ding, 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 ding. Sam has now gotten all the answers right. Good for Sam. Do you realize <laughs> at the end of that game, I, I saw this last night after it happened, how hard it was to do what he did to Mike Trout? What, strike him out? Strike him out when – okay, so, all right, stay with me here. In Mike Trout's Major League Baseball career, he has 6,174 plate appearances. He has only struck out swinging three times. 24 times. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Taken three swings and struck out 24 out of 6,174 plate appearances in his career, in his Major League Baseball career. Wow. And he did that to end it last night. Wow. Oh, I mean, what you couldn't have even wrote – or I guess it should be written. You couldn't have, have even written a movie that ends that way last no, night. No, no. With those two going at it in the last at bat of what was just an awesome event. And it was just Otani, if he wasn't already, which I don't think he was because it's baseball, but he took a step between, uh, toward a an international super-duper star last night. Now, here's the question. Will Major League Baseball capitalize off this opportunity? Will they realize it's time to start showcasing these guys, which then lead fans to watch those guys, which then lead new fans to wanting to root for a team, Etc. 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 You know what this is? Baseball at this point has a chance to kind of reinvent the NBA model from the '80s. Market your sport after stars, not necessarily teams, not necessarily even your sport. Well, Magic and Larry. Let's say this. Let me say. Let me interject. Was it really the NBA that should get credit for that, or was it the marketing team? Say at I don't know. Nike with the Air Jordan. Well, once There's you got a to, great movie about to come out, I can't right. wait to see it. But but it was already set in place with with Magic and Larry. <clears throat> yeah, and and here's here's the, the the what am I trying to say? This the symbolism back towards that is what did the NBA the NBA had something that wasn't theirs, but it was a way to begin the showcase of those two. Mm-hmm. And it was the 1979 men's basketball championship game between Indiana State and Michigan State, between Magic and Larry. So they had this event that happened before they even had these guys in their league. But they were smart enough to recognize these guys and what they could mean to the league. And they took full advantage of it. 
And it just so happened that those two ended up being on separate coasts, meeting later. You know, the difference yeah. here is these two guys are on the same team. Yeah. You know Kinda what I'm saying? I hope Otani goes to maybe the Dodgers well, and, and get a World Series between these two guys. <laughs> you know, but, but at least here, here's what's crazy. They've been teammates for three years, and by far the most important at-bat or pitch either one of them has either stood there and swung at or thrown was last night. Yeah, not in an Angels uniform. No. No. But, but uh, they, have a, they have a chance to use this and, and kind of brand it in a certain way that can maybe get the hip. Because here's the thing about Otani. He seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now, the language barrier is going to be one of – I mean, you know what I mean? That's a, that's a little bit of a struggle. Because even in the, the, the post-game interview, it's like, golly, you, know, it, you, have to you wish you'd kind of speak. But at the same time, though, he, he's just magnetic. Like when you watched him, you just you wanted as much as USA USA. He just seemed so cool and genuine that you like, he, he, or at least me. It's like yeah, he's so amazing. Yeah, like it didn't yeah. really bother me that Japan won, and that he struck out Trout. Eh, look at it. he was like a once in a couple of generations it's type when, dude. It's when you get to that championship game at any sport and you are happy that it's the two best teams remaining. And then you are happy that you didn't get a dud of a game, that you saw that these were the two best teams on the court or field. And, it, and last night was a fine example of that. They were the two best teams in the world. Either team could have won. They both had chances to win. Japan happened to take the, the, take the W. Okay, so how can it be even better? The, the World Baseball Classic? Uh-huh. Well... I mean, I don't know, maybe spread it, maybe, I don't know, make it longer. You could you could really dilute it if you do that. I think the two weeks is perfect for it. Maybe spread it out into more cities where more fans, other than fans in Phoenix and Miami, have an opportunity to see it. But I get that's strategic, too, because you can get that international crowd to get to. Well, and the Latin. For them to get, exactly. The Latin part exactly. of it. But, you know, maybe think of Houston or, or Arlington, yeah. you know, or – uh, San Diego, I th- they not play some there. I can't remember. Maybe you in know, the past, you yeah. Know, could we see it in? Is it too early in the year to have it in in Yankee Stadium? Yeah, you I'm know, afraid so. you know what I mean. I'm spitballing here, yeah. But stuff like that, um, just more access for for more opportunities for fans to see this thing in person. So that that'd be, but. You, like I said, if you make it longer, it's like, good Lord, this thing's still happening. Kind of like the World Cup for me is like, good, man, this takes a month to play. Um, I think the timing's perfect for it right before the season. They're trying, you know, kind of answers your question. They're trying to springboard, use that as a springboard into the to the Major League Baseball season. You saw commercial, every commercial break, April 1st, April 1st is going to start. So, but um, that's my, I guess that's the only thing is to make it better. Maybe spread it out between more cities. As a big, bad American, I wish the clubs, and my buddy and I were talking about this last night, and he said, think about how cool this would be. I wish the clubs would let the big arms throw. Mm, yeah. I get why not, but that that's the one that's the one thing lacking is the big-time arms. Now, right. even, Trout's already committed to 2026 after the last time. He's already in for the next one. That's awesome. But it was a great event. Kudos. Now, baseball, figure it out and keep it going. Keep this going into the regular season. And then 
as you said, the World Series. Then all of a sudden, it's not just a footnote to college football season. It's not just a footnote to NFL. It's actually something people want to watch. And, and I'll go back to this and I'll continue to hit it. This all happened. And it was exciting and fun. And it all happened without dudes having to sprint Oh no! That's, to the box no. and and on the it, it didn't have any of those rules. No. Oh, by the way, guess what else was there? The shift. Yeah, that was cool. And it didn't ruin and, anything. And Otani still outran in the shift. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what's crazy. <laughs> by the way, drop this. That's my answer here. You said, "How can they capitalize?" I said, "Drop the stinking rules." I said it yesterday. Flex the big time games. We to Saturday night, Sunday night. Give me a reason to watch. Yeah. And what was really cool, and I didn't first time I ever noticed this during, and, and I saw it during the semifinals and last night. During not even just a big at bat, it's zero and two with two outs, runners on. You'd hear something, this music. I'm like, is that on the TV or is that in the? It was in the stadium, like this dramatic music yeah. kind of set in. It got my heart going a little Trying bit. To I create, thought that was yeah. it created that drama not only in the stadium but in my home. You know, just there's a little little nuances like that, mm-hmm. little tweaks like that. But yeah, I think number one thing: drop the stinking rules. Here's uh, how it sounded on Japanese TV. Oh, boy. If any of those were cuss words, we're sorry. FCC. Or oh my god, Mr. Roboto. You can hear him going, Otani son and Sayonara. <laughs> awesome stuff. That was a fun game. Finally. Fun game. Now, baseball, capitalize. Yes. Don't let this just be don't let us be griping in three months about how you didn't do any good because of this. We'll be back with the Tucker Family Beef of the Week. I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat. The perfect form on the free throw line that perfectly plays spiral football and especially those perfect grill marks on a high quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477. The Skinny on Sports. But is having this minor skill worth being so unattractive? That's for the fan to decide. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Should we answer the questions now? We'll answer the questions in the next segment. Once again, the trivia questions are two of them. Give me the two coaches that have taken three teams to a Final Four. Two coaches? Two coaches have taken three teams to a Final Four. Two coaches, three teams, Final Four. And then the other question was, who is the only Power Six school, Power Six being the the five you're used to uh, in football, and then also the Big East in basketball? Who are the who is the only Power Six school to never win an NCAA tournament game? Hmm. <clears throat> this all goes back to relevant. That's a lot of teams. Relevancy. Of schools. So who was the only one? 
Time now, Jared, for our weekly visit to Sunny Point, Oklahoma, and the Tucker Family Beef of the Week. What is Tucker Family Beef, you might be asking yourself. Well, I'll tell you what it is. It is locally born, locally raised, locally fed, and locally processed prime American beef. Monty, Tommy, Nelda, Danielle, all the folks at Tucker Family Beef. It's great stuff. I I know this because I have it in my own freezer as we speak. We actually had a roast last night, made some tacos out of a roast. It was just off the chart. We ate the whole thing. There's barely any left. Light of magic. Like a five-pound roast. Gone. Devoured. By just three human beings. It was delicious. Uh, there's a couple well, of ways. one of them is a growing boy. I mean, he's probably yeah. eating for two. There. He went with three tacos there, last night. Yes. Three full-size tacos. We call those Cliffords in our house when you can barely get your mouth around them. Because that's the way my grandpa, Clifford, oh. made stuff. Where you could barely, you couldn't fit it in your mouth. Uh, there are three. Didn't know where you're going there. <laughs> yeah, Clifford's. There are three different options uh, to purchase Tucker Family Beef. One of those is individually. It's just like anywhere else. You can buy a steak. You can buy a, some ground beef. You can buy a roast. You can buy a brisket. You can buy anything individually because they are USDA approved to do such things. A lot of places aren't that do what they do, but they are. So you can you can literally buy a ribeye if you want to buy one. Uh, you can also buy bundles, which is combinations of different cuts from, you know, hamburgers and some steaks or some roast and some uh, chicken fries. All You know, there's different three different bundles there. Or you can buy beef bulk, which is quarters, halves, or wholes. Uh, Money's sold out through March, but he's got some available in April and some more coming in May. How do you do this? Well, I'll tell you what I'd do if I were you. I would check out their website at tuckerfamilybeef.com. You could shop there. If you like what you see, and trust me, you're going to like what you see. But you know what you're going to like even better than seeing it on the website? Uh, eating it. Tasting it yeah. when it when you put it into your mouth. It's delicious. Right. Give Monty a call, 580-374-5444. Visit TuckerFamilyBeef.com website, or they've, even, they've also got a Facebook page at Tucker Family Beef. What is your Tucker Family Beef of the Week this week, Jared? Uh, it's not as controversial as last week, but there's a great article that I, I came across yesterday on ESPN, of all places, uh, kind of answering the questions of what's going on with Bally Sports. They've filed for bankruptcy, and as you know... Hey, wait, wait. What is Bally Sports? Bally Sports was, if you had, remember, the regional Fox Sports, like Fox Sports Oklahoma, Southwest... They're, you mean you know, the place we used to get to watch the Thunder games? Right, and then they jacked up the prices and all this stuff. And then uh, Bally Sports, or actually it's RSN, better known as Bally Sports, bought out Fox Sports, or bought bought those regional uh, channels I'm talking about, and they continue to broadcast those local markets. In fact, I think there are 16 teams that in in major league baseball and I don't know how many in basketball roughly about the same that are exclusive on there and um you had to pay a little and then there's always a dispute like okay dish didn't want to do it cuz they didn't like to have to pay the price that they're asking for it went to hulu tv for a little bit which I that's why main reason I switched to hulu tv save me a little money and get back my thunder in texas rangers 
and then COVID hit, and then the deal fell through when they started playing again, and I never got got to watch them again. Um, you can't find them, and then they went to a subscription only thing, but you were paying twenty bucks a month, twenty bucks a month, just to have these games, this Bally Sports. And it was clear why they were charging that high because they had a lot of debt to fulfill and they couldn't and they filed for bankruptcy. Now they're about to go away. And again, there's a good article of what does that mean uh, for uh, the availability to watch these games. Um, I suggest you go and look at it and just click on the MLB tab and you'll find it. But my beef is I'm tired of the blackouts, the the, the local blackouts, because even if I wanted to watch the Texas Rangers, I can. I thought, okay, I was going to subscribe for the entire season of MLB TV but it still wouldn't let me watch the, the Texas Rangers because yeah. we're in the Rangers market. Did you know that? We're in the Western Oklahoma, and we're in the mm-hmm. Texas Rangers market. Would have thought maybe Denver, but a little less controversial, but I'm tired of it. I, I Local teams should be accessed by local fans, simply put. I shouldn't have to wait for a game of the week scenario or it to be flexed on uh, NBA TV like the Thunder will be on Thursday night. Um, local teams should have access to their or local towns should have access to their local teams makes perfect sense how else do you imagine, grow the fan base baseball yes imagine if you will uh hey we're gonna broadcast the big elk football game tonight but if you're in elk city you can't watch right that's exactly what they're doing but even that even is so asinine it's, even then guess what none of western oklahoma can if it's coming all the way here from the metroplex right so it's it's stupid, and I think it's an and I hope by the, the what this means because the MLB has said we're willing to step up and take over the broadcasting responsibilities of those sixteen teams if Bally Sports or if and when or when really they go away, and they have hinted that we'll put them all on MLB TV and knock out the block the blackout, and if that happens, sign me up. I'll get MLB TV where I can watch my Texas Rangers whenever I want and not have to maybe illegally do it. But come on, man. Let's let's do away with the blackout stuff. And you're right. This would help the the image anyways of MLB if you make it more accessible to their fans. Yeah, 100% agree. 100% agree. Now you don't have a beef. I don't have a beef. I have a praise. I like it. Okay. Does Tuck, the Tucker family A Tucker family beef praise, praise. of the week. Now I'm going to pray. I'm actually, this is something that you don't hear much around this country right now. Around these parts. I'm going to praise the law and the court system. Oh, okay. Does the name Joseph Kennedy ring a bell? I'm not talking about JFK's dad. I was going to say, Kennedy, um, no. Who's- Does the name Joseph Kennedy Bremerton High School in Washington ring a bell at all? I, I No, I'm sure it should, but it doesn't. So in 2008, a guy named Joseph Kennedy started coaching high school football at Bremerton High School. Okay, yes. Now it does. As he got going, he started on his own, just heading to the 50-yard line and saying a prayer after every game. He wasn't making anybody go with him. It was just his way, as he said, it was my covenant between me and God that after every game, win or lose, I'm going to go pray right there on the field of battle. 
So he started doing it all all by himself. Didn't if, make anybody run laps no, 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 or no, no, do no. setups Nothing. that they didn't do it with them. Didn't kick anybody off a team. This was his own deal. It was his own thing. Okay. Then he players started choosing to participate with him, choosing to meet him at the fifty yard line to pray after the game. Well, in two thousand and fifteen, the school district saw this becoming a thing, a bigger and badder and awesomer thing mm-hmm. to pray after a game, and they suspended him. Right, I remember this. And so then Kennedy sues the school district. The case makes it all the way to the Supreme Court. Last June, the Supreme Court issued a split decision, but it cited that Kennedy had the right to practice his religion. Yesterday, two things happened. Or I guess last week, actually, and then uh, the settlement was announced. Last week, the Bremerton School Board voted unanimously to bring Kennedy back as a football coach. Oh, wow. So he, he will be an assistant coach at Bremerton High for the 2023 season. But also, he was awarded $1.7 million in a settlement. Well, for his time off, right? I mean, he had to get compensated and... Boy, if that's true, if that's true, I know a whole bunch of teachers thinking I need to coach at Bremerton High. (laughs) But anyways, yeah, it feels like the there's probably some punitive damages in there as well. Oh, sure, but found it it feels like the the court system got it right. Finally, yeah, they did. So congratulations to Joseph Kennedy for standing up for your convictions, standing up for what you believe in, and and here's the thing, he didn't push this on anybody. He did it all himself, and then it just people wanted to join in and do the same thing with him. He's leading by examples. That's he's exactly doing. right. And so, congratulations to the courts. Congratulations to Joseph Kennedy and Bremerton and all of the above for giving him his job back. And you know, the one point seven million won't hurt either. D- does he want to come back? Yeah, I think yeah, he he's, does. He's yeah, yeah. He said, and his statement was, this is a right for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're this religion or that religion or have no faith at all. Everybody has the same rights in America. That's all we've been saying. That's all it is. That's all, yes. I'm not trying to, and and here's the thing. He didn't try to make anybody else do it. No. But don't tell him he can't. Right. That's the whole point of it. Totally agree. So great job. That's my. That's pretty good. And great job by Tucker Family Beef. I'm telling you. Yes. It is off the charts. Give it a try. Uh, Visit their website, tuckerfamilybeef.com. Just just buy some just buy something individual. And as soon as you do that and you eat it, you'll go, Man, how do I get on that list for, to get like a whole beef? How do I get on that list to get a half? This stuff is good. What about a quarter? Seriously deal, you end up with a freezer full of beef for about five bucks a pound. Go to the store and try to get all that at five bucks a pound. Ain't happening, bro. Nope. Ain't happening. Tuckerfamilybeef.com is the website. They've got a Facebook page at Tucker Family Beef. Give Monty a call, 580-374-5444. Thunder last night, man, what a – you know what it – for the first time in, what, the bubble season, I found myself at 11 o'clock at night laying in bed or kind of waking up and needing a drink of water. First thing I did, check my phone. What's the Thunder score? What's the Thunder score? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got to – oh, I'm going to watch – oh, gosh. 
for the first time in forever, a Thunder game mattered. The result of a Thunder game mattered. In late March. In late March. <laughs> on the West Coast in those, you know, at, at 11.30 at night, Oklahoma City wins 101-100 over the Clippers. So now they have won the season series against the Clippers. They've won the se- They've got the tie break against the Mavericks, and they've got the tie break against the Minnesota Timberwolves as well. The Lakers yet to be determined on Friday, but Oklahoma City seventh out west right now. Just a loss behind the Warriors. Just a loss behind the Clippers. With ten more regular season games left, incredible. And it's finally starting. I think last night's game, because it was in L.A., because it's the Clippers, because a whole bunch of people are waiting on the Clippers to catch fire going into the playoffs and be the team they everyone's thought they could be for two years. Because it was there and because it was against them, I think all of a sudden people are turning around going, wait a minute, the Thunder? I thought they were supposed to be like in the fight for Wimp and Yama. What are they doing up here almost making the playoffs right now? It's like the nation went, holy cow, these guys are good. Yeah, all the power rankings you see, they have them, if not around 15 or higher. There's a lot of respect there. And they're playing like, I don't want to say a sense of urgency because sometimes that could be a bad thing where you're overdoing things and you're turning the ball over. But they, it's like they know, all right, this is one we need. And they're playing with that sense of positive urgency against uh, last night a really good team. A shame that Paul George went down. I hope that is not a thing. Um I haven't seen any news on that today, but um, I got to continue this momentum and make this a successful road trip. Then, you know, like we said yesterday, this could be these next now three games could determine their postseason fate. And not last night was a big step in that positive direction and solidifying that. Oh my gosh. Yes. <clears throat> That's it was a huge win because now you mentioned Paul George, he went down uh, toward the end of that game some sort of knee injury or leg injury. I was like you. I woke up this morning and checking scores, saw Thunder 1, went went to Twitter, saw what was trending, I saw pray for PG. And I thought, oh, no. Did he break his leg again? So it didn't you know? look – it looked like it, he kind of bumped knees with Dort coming down, yeah. and then when he landed it was awkward and he, yeah. he was taken to the locker room. So I haven't seen anything yet on him. Of course, out in the West Coast they're just kind of getting up. Uh, so, you know, that may be a little bit later in the day. But when you – it would be hard to imagine him playing on Thursday. Right. At least right now. And that last shot or last possession, did he even get a shot off? Kawhi? Okay, so that's where I'm headed next. He looked lost, didn't he? We saw Dort – we saw the great and the issue with Lou Dort. The issue being – There's an issue? Yeah, there's an issue. <laughs> In a win? What, what's the issue? Three of 11, one for eight from three. Oh, I didn't even look at the box. Three of 11, one for eight from three. Okay. He didn't turn it over, so that's a positive. Scored seven points in 38 minutes. But you also saw the reason why he's so valuable to the team. So that brings us to his you know what they're, they're We know what they're calling him? No. You know what happened at the end of the game to, to Kawhi? He stepped into the torture chamber. Oh, dear. <laughs> How awesome is that? <laughs> he took a trip into the torture chamber. Yeah, he looked flustered. Almost turned it over a couple times. I don't even know if you count that as shot there at the end. 
But yeah, I didn't realize that was Dort on him. That's kind of a stretch of a nickname, though. <laughs> I love it. I, I, yeah, it may not be a it may not be a nickname. It may just be kind of a thing. Welcome to the torture chamber at the end of the game, Kawhi Leonard. That's good. That's about the third or fourth time this season where the other team had the ball with a chance to win the game with a bucket, and they stepped into the torture chamber, and it didn't work out yeah. well for them. Yeah. So you you see the value, obviously. Yeah. Um, with, with it just. You also look forward and you're like, why is he taking eight threes, man? You're made one of them. But anyway, that was cool. Is Jalen is Jalen Williams the rookie of the year? Well, he won't win it, but you know, of course, we're favored favoring him for what he's doing. But I mean, listen, you take him off the team, it's I don't know where this team would be. It wouldn't be in this position, would it? You thought that you know putting Chet Holmgren on this team would get them to this level right now, but no one really. You know when he was when Williams was selected. Well, that's a nice pick, and you know he'll he'll contribute. But he's contributing at a really high level, really really early. He's definitely the Thunder's rookie of the year, and I I could really see him finishing like two or three in voting. Oh, he's finishing two no matter what. Yeah, in my mind. The question is, are people paying enough attention? This is a little bit. It's it's a a little bit like it's a little bit like what we talked about yesterday with the MVP. We need Perk to mention this, but problem is Perk got fired I yesterday. Know, I, saw, I saw that. <laughs> we need we need Perk to mention. Hey, what about that rookie of the year, y'all? Yeah. Uh, well, he's not going to be able to do that anymore. But it's it's like it's been such a foregone conclusion since the first month of the season because Bancaro jumped out to this enormous lead in and, this race and where he was picked in, in number one. Sure, right? You know that. But at the end of the day, people almost sometimes crown the number one pick as the rookie of the year until until somebody beats him beats him and especially the way he started and he and listen he's been statistically he's been fantastic but what good has that done and is and he's not doing it in games that matter Jalen Williams did it last night in a game that mattered yeah and he was phenomenal again Statistically, sure. The one, the one statistic that Jay, that Jay Dub, I guess, has way over Bancaro is Jalen Williams shooting about fifty-two percent from the field. Bancaro shooting forty-two point six. Now, Bancaro doesn't have a Shea Gildas Alexander on his team to kind of take a little bit of that off, but still, the answer is yes. Jalen Williams is the rookie of the year, but he's not going to win. But he's not going to win it. No. Did you see Chet's comments real quick? No. What was that? They ask you about, you know, the team is playing great, got all these young guys. What's the the obvious comparison, right? You know it's coming. Compare this Thunder to the first Thunder. The first, yeah, which I've done over and over. I've and he dubbed said, him, I've dubbed him Thunder U 2.0, you know. It feels like that. But go ahead. And he basically said, <clears throat> sky's the limit. Yeah, we can do what they did. I love the confidence. I hate that he puts pressure on them to be that because it's different. Well, I don't want them to do what they did. Well, no. I want them to do better. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but if – I mean, listen, in the in the next 10 years, if you get, what, five or six trips to the Western Conference Finals, a trip to the NBA Finals, and a annual, perennial top five team in the NBA – yeah, I'd you take, take it. it. I'd take it. Yeah. You take it considering where it's been the last two years. That's true. 
these you, last two years. You take it and hope something just changes. You know what's been very uh, rejuvenating my faith in the Thunder and their fans was we've gone through this rebuild, and my biggest fear was we're going to lose, not lose the team, but we're going to lose. The, are the fans going to come back? Are they going to care when they're good again? I think Sunday kind of proved that. I mentioned that to Jim with the crowd. It's been the best crowd I've seen since they were really good. Josh Giddy says the best crowd he's ever played in front of. Well, he's been for here his, for, but he's been in the in the rebuild. Sure, yes, and that's so. I'm I'm very encouraged, and I'm I'm with you on Chet. I mean, I'm with Chet on this one. It's the sky can be the limit because of everything that it just feels like we're doing this again. We're building this momentum well. with this youth youthful core and what's really exciting is that very man right there chet holmgren it's up to him well it is up to him it's up to him and i'm excited about it how crazy it's really cool i guess one of my point i'm making is in this small market it's scary to try to 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 willingly do a rebuild and then hope the fans stick around and come back and they've proven that yeah if this franchise has to do what they just did they can and they can survive it even through a pandemic, think of that, even though they were kind of good during the 2020 oh, yeah. year. But my point is, they can survive a rebuild. It's been a quick rebuild. That's it. It's been a quick one. It was only two years of awful. Yes. And the beauty of it, even in the two years of awful, you figured out that you had a super-duper star on your team. Yeah. With yeah. HGA. Yeah, that helps. when there's, I mean, this, when this there's was that. the most painless return to a good I – mean, and that you can remember, right? This isn't the, the the process with the Sixers and five or six years of doldrums and dudes not even playing that you draft. You don't even, yeah. you know. Now the Thunder did get that, and and here's what's here's what I would say about the the rookie of the year. If I'd have told you before the season started that on March that on March twenty second, the Thunder would be thirty six and thirty six, they would be seventh in the Western Conference with a chance to actually make the playoffs. You know what you'd have said? Well, what I've said. Chet's probably the rookie of the year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I would have assumed that. But it's because of his draft. You're exactly right on the dra- the the capital that is gained by your draft status. Yeah. Nobody's saying Jalen Williams is rookie of the year right now because he was drafted. If it was if it, the roles were reversed, and and he was having the season that Jalen Williams is having right now number-wise, and the impact that he's making, he'd be the runaway easiest choice for Rookie of the Year in a long time. But since a guy drafted 12th came in below the line, he had to dig himself out of a hole just to get to even anybody. Think about this. The last time they played, the, the last two times they played the Clippers, before last night, was back in October. Jalen Williams was a DNP, did not play, coach's decision. He hadn't even he hadn't even earned minutes at that point, and now here he is. Incredible. Here's a question you don't have to answer now. We can wait till the off season. But whose production will suffer when Chet is in the lineup? That's great. That's a great question. Something to think about. Speaking of questions, we'll tell the answers. But here, one last chance: two two five nine six nine six nine six nine eight. Excuse me, on the text line. The two coaches to take three teams to the Final Four and which team has never won an NCAA tournament game. I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, that perfectly placed spiral football, and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. 
It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477. The Skinny on Sports. No, 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 no. It's always about that time of year where I watch Caddyshack. No, 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 no. Always about Masters time of the year. I get that. Man, time for me to watch Caddyshack. Just like I watched Hoosiers before the NCAA tournament. I usually watch Major League sometime around July when I'm bored. Okay. So the question on yes. everybody's mind this morning that I asked at the first of the show. I wrote down my answers. There are two coaches in NCAA history that have taken three teams to the Final Four, and there's one school that's never won an NCAA tournament game. What you got, Jared? Okay, because I looked him up to see his coaching history yesterday. Uh, Yeah, this is why I asked the question, because one of these guys was in the news yesterday. Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino's one. And he actually mentioned the other guy's name, saying he wanted to get him off his resume. It's not Donovan, who's coached with not Donovan. Mm-mm. Is it Calipari? John Calipari. That's funny. John Calipari t- took uh, UMass and Cal- Marcus Camby <clears throat> way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Then Memphis with Derrick Rose, and then of course Kentucky. Rick Pitino, speaking of Billy Donovan, was on Rick Pitino's first Final Four team back at Providence. That's why I was connected. And then he had Kentucky, and then obviously he had Louisville as well. So those those two have taken three teams, three different schools to the Final Four. We had Lon Kruger as a guest. He made he's got two. Yeah, Kruger. Roy Williams was another guest. He's got two. Kruger. The they've taken a lot of teams. Tubby Smith was a guest, also to the to the NCAA tournament. No, right. Uh, Patino, Kruger, maybe Eddie were the only ones to take five. Five different right. schools to the tournament. So you would think, well, they can get at least. Oh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Steve Alford was this this year too. Yeah. So there's there's a few of those, but as far as the final four, the two te- the two guys is Patino and Calipari. Now, what is the only school that's never won an NCAA tournament game? I know this one because I have to think about it. It's Nebraska. It is Nebraska. Sam got it right. Nebraska is the answer. Well, the reason why that jogged my memory is because when Patino uh, reading some stuff about him. St. John's has one of the longest active winless streaks in the tournament. It was St. John's, it was Georgia, and I can't I couldn't find that it was somebody else and then of course Nebraska's never won one. But I couldn't I I can't remember the, the, the four long it was the four longest streaks dating back to like two thousand and four and back. Wasn't Northwestern on that list? There's, I, there's I don't a, think Northwestern had ever won one. Had ever been there. until the last couple of years and then i know they won this year and they won this year but I, they until won the a last game. was that the first time they've won a game or i know there's a long i mean they've never made the tournament they finally got in like a couple years ago they got in again this year but my question was did they win when they first got in i don't know but i know they won this year so they are awfully obviously off that yeah, 2017 was the first time they'd won before this year they're two and two now in the tournament oh very good okay yeah, that was a big deal back then. They'd never even made it. Right. Nebraska's made it, but they never won. Uh, the ratings are awesome. 
and I can't wait to see if that holds up. Uh, ratings up 2% year over year from last year. So the, the first round, Thursday, Friday, uh, Windows averaged 9 point, or actually the first weekend, I'm sorry, for the Windows, they averaged 9.2 million, which is the highest ever. Uh, the first round on Thursday was up 2%, but that, that's the highest ever for the first four days. Which game do you think had the the best rating? Just individual game of the first two of the first two rounds. Um, out uh, Kansas, Arkansas. Nope. I I will be here forever. Go ahead. Michigan State, Marquette. Interesting. Ten point nine million. I just went with the you blue know the, blood and in the crazy Arkansas right. fans. I figured. But that was kind of. But it was Saturday. Oh. You know. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Friday, you, you would. So it was Sunday, Marquette, Michigan State was Sunday, and it was kind of mid-afternoon Sunday, maybe when it's lazy time for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that makes sense. The teams don't necessarily, but the timing of it, I guess, does. See that? All right, now I'm going to give everybody homework if they want to participate. You've already done this, I've already done this, but... We'll let our listeners do it as well, and then they can tell us what they think tomorrow. Well, if you're allowing me, then you're giving me another 23 hours here, then I might make some, make some changes. Because okay. I did this in like five minutes. I did. Uh, it's kind of, I thought of it at the very end, right before I emailed you the, the points for the show. So, I want everybody to rank the 16 teams left from 1 to 16. Not necessarily who you think is going to win a certain game or who do you have in your bracket. Rank them. If you were do if you were the AP writer and you had a top sixteen with whoever with who all is left, rank them in order. Text us tomorrow. We'll talk about it. We've already kind of got our list made, but I could certainly move some around as well. So two two five nine six nine eight. Rank the sixteen teams left. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Also look forward to the matchups tomorrow. Sweet sixteen gets going. Thunder Clippers round two. What else? All kinds of stuff. Yet, do you care about the match play tournament in golf? Maybe on a Sunday afternoon where I'm bored. I don't know. Thank you to Tucker Family Beef for the beefs of the week. We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way. I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, that perfectly placed spiral football, and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477.